Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to Unbox Your Gift, How to Turn Your Passion into a Profession. I'm Rita Joyen, and my guest today is, has a story that was very, very unique and is a person that helps not only the environment, but helps those in need. And here's how the story goes. My guest today immigrated from Poland to the US 10 years ago. She built a business selling shoes online, but it gets better. Then she has a chance encounter with a homeless person back in 2012. And this chance encounter gives her the idea of the project called Give Back Box. And it's a solution, it's a cost-free solution that helps people in need and the environment. She's been featured in Forbes, Inc. Magazine, NASDAQ. She's an ambitious go-getter and I'm so honored to have her on the podcast today. So Monica Viewa, <laughs> welcome to Unboxing You. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hello. <laughs> now, for people that are thinking, what's Give Back Box? Can you just give us an understanding of what that is, please? Yeah, so Give Back Box is a solution for every and anyone who shop online out there. And simply it's a way how you can reuse the shipping box and donate in those shipping box, which you receive from online retails or old items like clothes and shoes. And you can do it for free using our service so simply you get a box from online retail you unpack your items you put inside your old clothes shoes whatever you don't need you go on our website you print free shipping label and you can mail those donations to nonprofits for free so it's like a guilt-free shopping now with us <laughs> i think you've also you've been explaining for so long you've just whizzing past it for us so basically you get a box in the mail say from a merchandiser a retailer you buy mm -hmm. It comes in a box, and mm -hmm. in that there is an opportunity to put your used clothing, shoes, whatever it might be, and then you can now take that, it's postage paid, and then send those mm -hmm. goods without needing to throw away the box to a charity of choice. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, that's correct. That's exactly how it's work. So I love that. Now, let me reverse engineer all that because that sounds so simple, but I'm sure the, the starting to mm -hmm. that where it is now it was there's a lot of work involved so to reverse engineer all of that you mm -hmm. migrated to the u.s you started mm -hmm. an online shoe business let me take it from there why did you start mm -hmm. an online shoe business uh, i love fashion a lot and shoes it's the item which i love the most and it was actually a story behind this as well uh, so when I come to US, the first thing what I did, it was I go shopping, obviously, at least to look for shopping because I really didn't have any money to do so. <laughs> so I ended up in a shoe store. It was like one of those really cheap shoe stores. And I was like so amazed because the amount of choices and colors was so large and the prices were so low. And I, and I said to myself, I said, oh, my God. Like my girlfriends in Poland will kill for shoes like this. <laughs> what I did, I, I bought like five pairs of shoes, like cheap shoes. I spent like hundred bucks and I bought them for my girlfriends because my idea was when I go back to Poland, I'm going to have perfect, perfect gifts from them because obviously we all love shoes. Yeah. So I bought this five pairs of shoes, but then I go to my, to my place when I was staying and I look at these boxes and I say, well, I'm going to stay here for another month. So maybe what I'm going to do, I'm going to put them on eBay in Poland and, and sweep them very fast and make, maybe I can make some money. So that's what I did. I picture it and I post them on like an auction website in Poland. And overnight, also next day when I wake up, been already sold. So I said, ha, ha. 
this is why I'm going to I'm going to buy shoes and stuff. And this was the beginning of the really really big business. And this is how I started. I literally started with five oh. pairs of shoes and hundred dollars oh. investment and Good started thing. selling shoes on the internet. <laughs> So you tested, yeah. you tested the waters by putting them on eBay and seeing if yeah. they would sell for like, oh my yeah. God, that's, that's like so geniusy simple. <laughs> yeah, yes. I believe in simplicity in life, you know. <laughs> well, obviously, I can tell by the way, you know, give back box. That's such a simple concept and yet so remarkable. So you buy some shoes, spend a hundred bucks, you put that on eBay, you send it for a profit, they sell out by the next morning. You think, aha. Uh -huh. yep. And so now, when you you have you uh, business, <laughs> sorry. So literally, I started from like at that time. You have to understand, like at that time, I did not even speak English yet. It was everything was just total like uh, a, a to b. Like you know, I started selling them in Poland, so it wasn't easy. It wasn't difficult to sell them because it was in my own language. So it I was doing this like probably two or three years. I did not even sell one pair of shoes in America because I didn't even know how to operate American eBay. Right? It was everything different. But in about a couple of years, I was doing this with Poland and I was very successful making money. So about like five, six years ago, I said, okay, fine. Now I can do this in Poland. Let me just now start doing this in the United States because this is where the real money are. It's yeah. here, not in Poland. Yeah. So I start selling shoes here in the United States. Like, you know, I open small website and just decide, you know, I'm going to build another Zappos. That was the idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I said to myself, I said, okay, let's face it. If I want to really build another Zappos, then I better figure out something very, very special and very unique. So I can attract more customers and like be uh, grow faster. And at that time also, I started like really like the idea of helping people and giving back. So I was looking online, like what the other people do. And I just find this cool company called Tom's Shoes. And I love the idea that every time you buy one pair, they give one pair to yeah. the children in need. And I love that. And I said, oh my God, oh my God, what I can do like Tom's Shoes, just a little bit better, just a little bit better. And when I was like thinking what that can be, what that can be. So that moment I was living in Chicago that time. Then I was walking on the street and I saw a homeless guy sitting on the street. And this homeless guy have a sign like this says, I need shoes. So in that moment, I stand there and say, wait a minute, I have lots of shoes. I could give it to this man, but I'm selling woman's shoes. But it's that the point was that like I re I just get this idea like okay this is my message and I have to do something about this and this this is connecting because I just think about how to help people while selling shoes. Wow. So I go home and next day I have all idea in my head. I said this is what I'm going to do every time when I ship shoes to my customers. I will give them a little flyer or message that they can, they don't have to throw the shipping box that they can put inside the box or clothes, shoes, whatever they don't need. I will give them a prepaid shipping label so they can reuse the box and send back to charity. So that's how the give back box was born really. Ah. And after a couple of weeks, I choose like local homeless shelter in Chicago and I give the address of the label and move forward a couple of weeks. They call me and they said, Hey, Monica, we have like first couple boxes. Come, can you come and see? So I go there and when I see this first five boxes, thanks God, I still have a picture from that day because I did not, did not know that time is going to be so important. So I go there and I saw this five first boxes which come and that moment I knew it like 
this is what I want to do. I want to go to every online store in America and make them do the same thing. Because if this is working for my little shoe business, why like everyone then do this? Because yeah. then we can really help people and change the world. So this is how the give back box started. And ever since the, the shoes, I don't do shoe business anymore. It's all past. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, because the give back box just dragged me so much and, and give me so much more joy and passion and sure. become such a big project that I have to, like probably a year ago, I don't even remember, I have to make a decision and say, okay, I, I don't want to do both. I want to just mm. make sure this is succeed. So I do only give back bags full time. It's more than full time. It's like three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so is it a social enterprise or is it, how is it, what's the model? Yeah, so this is a full, full profit company based on the idea of social enterprise. Yes. Excellent. I love that. I love that because it's very important because for listeners, they always, and I think that's the best way to do it when you want and you need to make an income, you need to make a living and contribute. I think yeah, but you know, it, there is such a big misunderstanding about nonprofits in general. People don't understand. People have this idea of nonprofit means make no money, but it's do not work because the nonprofits need to make money either way because otherwise how they will pay people, pay rent and pay energy. So I think there is a big problem in people's opinion about nonprofits. And in my opinion, nonprofits are supposed to be run like proper business because in more money they make than more people they help. It, it's yeah. not like like it's come from heaven or somewhere. So every, every, every nonprofit is a social enterprise. It's just have a different legal structure, but the idea is the same. They need to generate revenue and okay, maybe it's good people donate money to them, but otherwise they need to go and make themselves. So they are all businesses, right? Fantastic, fantastic. So because you've come out of the shoe, you're not, you're not doing the online shoe business anymore. So now you're just working on Give Back Box, which is recruiting retailers, the big giants, to do the Give Back Box scheme. Is that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So now that you've gone, how did you, how on earth do you get people like Amazon, Nordstrom, how did you get them on the bandwagon? You know what? This is a very good question. Sometimes I even wonder how it's that all happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the basic thing is I told you already that I really like simplicity and I believe everything which simple is very powerful. And in terms of working with these companies, you know what people forget about? For, the people forget that a big company, it's not a big company. You do not go to Amazon and talk to the logo. You go and talk to people. And it's everything really between me and always one or two person at the time. And usually it's a one person. So what I'm doing with this company is I just go to one person. I say, no, go to another, go to another, go to another. And finally someone say yes. It's always a one person in each one of those relationships. There is always one person who helped me, who saw the opportunity and who made this happen. It's never a board of directors or I don't know, shareholders or anything like that. Or people think the big company is like a one piece of something. It's not. It's always people. So I just uh, absolutely <laughs> grateful for all those amazing people who helped me. <laughs> I love that. So within the one company like Amazon, you didn't just go to the, say, the marketing department. If the marketing department or the person... You do, but it's always the person. You send, when you send the email, there is a one person who answers that email. And there is not 10 people. And people don't think about this. People think, oh, how am I going to get big companies? Never a big company. It's always one person. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so you just go and try to the right person answer. 
Well, you've got to just yeah, exactly some of you shares that vision. And now how many people, how many big retailers? You've got Amazon, you've got Nordstrom's, you've got, I don't yeah. know, you've got a lot. Yeah, but, well, I, sometimes I'm forgetting about it, but you have about 30 really the biggest big companies in the United States. Like we have active, active 30, but there is no even one big brand which I do not talk yet. So there is planning to launch, working on launch, on launch very soon. There is no one who left from the big ones who will not know about give back bugs and don't be in some process of implementing that. Well, at, at this point, I think, uh, Monica, it's more like, well, all the big people are with them. We should be with give back box as well. Yeah, they have to. They have to because they, it's become so bigger and then the, the customers requesting. That's like the, the oh. biggest hurt because customers are, hey, uh, how about give back box? Because it's just so beautiful. So the hard job in terms of retailers, it's done because in the beginning, was so hard for me because you know when you're starting no one want to be the first testing the water but after the waters are tested then it's easier <laughs> oh, i love that monica i love that so what's what's the impact been so far with give back box how, like can you are you able to measure how many people have received clothes like are you able to gauge all of that yeah so we still now try to working right now on on exactly the, this on the measuring impact because we have a lot of big companies who are actually some of them are the biggest fashion industry models and for those clients very important to measure the exact impact in terms of how many pieces of items and how many pounds was redonated through the give back box because they are the ones who manufacture those items in you know it's different cases in the, in case of amazon or different cases in in terms of brands like loft or levi's when they are actually the one who manufacture and that's that's their items which is a core business model are donated so we right now try to implement uh, better measurement methods so we can actually actually work on those metrics right now what do we measure we measure the number of pounds or number of boxes per retailers which are shipped but this is not enough we need to know exactly in terms of especially fabrics and garments that's the biggest problem in the fashion industry is that so much it's manufacturers so that's what we're doing we shipped uh, we cover over the over half million uh, boxes uh, so far in the oh, program oh. yeah which is like quite a lot but we're still working on this to measure exactly how many pounds and how many pieces of clothing was donated because that's what is really important to see that and what we can do like you know I did not think about all of those problems when I started I just wanted to help mm. and all of a sudden I have like I you know ideas about track the life cycle of products or extend it or what else we can do it's just like a pandora box what's how, how <laughs> much yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm not going on, i'm not going on vacation in this world it's <laughs> <laughs> really interesting because i mean that's oh my god i don't even want to start with you monica because the, the fact that you took the risk anyway the risk of just i'm selling some shoes for the sake of you know seeing how it would go. And then that came out to this end vision, the outcome of Give Back Box. If I can just take you back a few steps, and because you had an online shoe store, and I know you don't operate that anymore, but if someone who is listening who does have an online store and was thinking of putting one together, how did you, uh, if we can go back there, because the ideas came because you already had something mm -hmm. delivered. Mm -hmm. How did you then get other shoes to have in storage, so where did you find those kinds of things? Because you had the shoes so that you could send the boxes and test mm -hmm. them. So I just mm -hmm. want to go back with, how did you get your stock? 
Oh, that's even better. (laughs) What I actually was really doing, this is actually a true story. People are going to think I'm crazy, but the problem was when I started, I was buying stuff in a shoe store, right? But then obviously it's okay, wait a minute. So I buy in the shoe store, but this shoe store have to buy from somewhere. Mm. So I just go and ask, hey guys, where are you buying these shoes? Of course, no one tell me. So what I, what I actually did a couple of times, I go to the garbage recycling bins in the shoe stores and I check the labels where what's on the boxes and I find the suppliers from, oh. the, from the garbage from the shoe store. So this is a true, true story because I couldn't get the supplier's name anymore. So I find this. Oh, you so got yeah, so that's how I find the, the suppliers. It was what was there on the boxes. And then the second way, I just Google like a, uh, like a trade shows and go to trade shows. Like there is like one big in Vegas, which is called Magic. And that was like, like all the suppliers are there, but that was later. But the first first ideas was literally go through other shoes or garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you scavenged recycling bins and bins. Yeah. Look, that's that's entrepreneurship. Like that's hustle. That's the definition of hustle. I think that's the definition of hustle. When you really want to find out something, so you get and you contact the suppliers, and that's when you ship them. Are they all? Were they all stored in your own apartment? Yeah, so that was, this is the fun, this is another fun story. Like I have fun stories like thousands. So I was still living in an apartment, right? So I was getting these shoes to my apartment and this, I was still living on the second prayer, remember, and this UPS, poor UPS guy who was delivering boxes of boxes of boxes every day. And he said, lady, what are you doing here with this shoes? And I, and I opened the door and all the living room, I still have pictures on it. It was all shoes, yeah. literally in my living room, all shoes. And he said, have you heard about storage units? You can put this to storage. And I said, what storage? I didn't even know what storage you live in. You know, you, you have to understand, I come to the brand new country. We don't have those. <sighs> so he told me about storage units. And this is, was like a life-changing thing because <laughs> I can move everything to storage units. And I was operating from a liter from storage units, just bigger and bigger all the way. So, yeah. Oh my God, that's incredible. That's really flying off the seat of your pants. Oh my God, I love that. So you, and then how did you get people to know about your website? So if someone wants to start something, how did you get people to know about your website that's selling shoes? It was so funny because, you know, when I started, it was, the social media did not even really exist yet. I remember like the, it was just bef- even before it was like quite a uh, while. Like right now, the la- latest what I was doing, it's more all social media. It's just Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook. It's so powerful. You don't have to really do anything else. And all of, the, all of the night, if you're really good in this, you can just mm-hmm. let people know. It's really powerful for social media. Even now for a give back box, we do not do and it, literary marketing and, and advertising, it's all social media. So it's really, really powerful tool. It's, it's the way how you think how it's changed. It's quite uh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So before social media, what did you do? What, what were the marketing things that you had to do? to? Get- it was just this, it's called the search engine optimization, which I have nothing about it. It's <laughs> 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 complicated. Wow, wow. So that's really what you did. You used an SEO to get people to your website. Oh, incredible. Oh, my God. You're quite funny. The whole story. You should actually do a keynote presentation on this. because I should. People don't understand, like, how much I went through to get everything done. It's like... Incredible. So how many years did you have your online business before Give Back Box started? 
Uh, I think four, yeah, for about four years. Mm-hmm. Four years, four years of bringing all this stock, finally finding a storage unit, yeah. <laughs> putting it in. Yeah. And then I love that. Were you scared at any point that you weren't going to sell your stock that you'd have over? That it were, did you, because you were new to the country, you started a business, you know, mm. would you ever have that? Well, I'm kind of person, it's just the way how my mind operates that I'm not really scared of a lot of things. <laughs> so I don't, um, it's really have to be, I need to be in really, really deep tr- trouble to actually start worry about something. And even then it's for like 10 minutes and then everything is okay. So just the way how I think it's usually never a worry. Uh, but at that time, I don't, even if I was worried, I did not remember that. <laughs> I love that. And what gives you that? Cause this is very interesting about the, the mindset of you. What gives you the belief? What gives you the confidence not to worry? Like, what do you think it is? Do you think it's just, you just don't uh, think about it? What, like, what is it that gives you that? I think the most important is the, the knowing who you are and, and, and the belief that you can do anything. Like, I know I can do anything and I know if I move to Australia next week, I will be able to start something else. Well, Australia will be easier speak English. I don't know, China or Japan, any other country. I just know I will make it there. Whatever it will be, I, don't, I have no plan, but I know I can do anything and anywhere. You know, I grew up on very, very poor farm in Poland and I used to milk cows and work on the farm and digging holes for potatoes. So I don't afraid of hard work. And I know I can do, if I can milk cow, I can basically do anything. So I have this, this, this knowingness that I can make things go right, like doing possible things. So when, I, when you have this and the way how to do this, you, everyone can do it for yourself. Just start doing new things and new things and new things and you succeed in new things and then you know you can do it. So then you're not afraid of life anymore because like nothing really bad gonna happen to you like nothing yeah. <laughs> so you just go and do new things that's how i live my life right i love it and that's obviously served you very well are you planning to come and uh you know launch give back box in like australia i actually do <laughs> oh, i actually do and uh, probably sooner than uh, later yes really well please let me know please let me know i'd love to be involved i'd love to be able to spread the word because i think yeah. it's just absolutely so simple like you said so simple but so remarkable so yeah. if we can just dig deeper into give back box Mm-hmm. So, you do you think you needed to have the online experience to have started Give Back Box? Mm, no, not really. I don't think uh, I needed experience. I, I do, I'm not such a believer in experience in the first place because I believe in doing new things give you more like you're not afraid like you have a little children and they accomplish so many things and just because they have no experience if you have experience then you start worrying and you start listening to people and I don't like have experience in things so if any entrepreneurs listen there don't in my opinion don't have experience go for something which you like and start doing because the reason why give back box is successful is because I was able to come from outside with no experience and see something which was so obvious, millions of boxes on the street and then millions of people who need help. It's just right there. Everyone can see it. No one could connect it. Mm. And the reason why I did not have experience is, is that's what I believe makes this me to see this from different points because it's very obvious to me that something can be done about it and it's so simple. 
So it's not the experience which gives the idea, but outside point of view, like when you do not have experience. So this is my personal way of doing. And even now, you know, I have a lot of parts to a business when we still work on development and do something new. And I, I'm not thinking about any of those parts. Like I have no experience in it. I have, I know nothing about those parts like warehousing or uh, automatization. I have not, no knowledge about this, but I'm very excited to start to learn about this and just create a new solutions because I know I can do that. Then doesn't mean that I have no experience and I cannot do it because you know when you're born you have no experience either and somehow you make it (laughs) (laughs) what i'm noticing about you monica is as i'm interviewing you you you're very um you have no tension you have no tension and i think that speaks to the success of what you've done because you know when you're a tense or an anxious person you want control it's got to be done this certain way hence i have to know this i've got to know that before i do it you don't hear that like you didn't even know about storage units and that didn't bother you when you found out okay i'll use them yeah and i think that's a really corner a key cornerstone of your success is that you don't have tension you don't have anxiousness in within your personality yeah yeah it it, it is and then i don't have this uh also like you know usually people okay i need to have because before i can do something so i need to have money or I need to have connections or I remember when I come up with this give back box oh my gosh like every single person I knew was telling me how do you think you're going to make this work you have no money you don't speak English I remember to even write the first emails I have to ask someone to help me because I couldn't put the English words together it doesn't mean I can write them now but I could not write the emails collector right so so people think how do you think you're gonna go to Amazon you cannot even write the email so the proofs of my failure was all all there i had no money no connections no english like no idea but somehow i made it and i'm just getting started actually yeah you are you are because you have a beautiful beautiful bright future ahead of you absolutely how how does so with the give back box being a social do the retailers buy the boxes of you from you no so the the boxes it's uh the, the box it's the box which retailer sent it to you anyway so that's oh. a box from amazon whatever the boxes they have so that, that's the idea to reuse that box which already come to you right so it's the same box going twice now yes. so we don't do any special boxes the idea is to reuse so then my question to you is and how do you generate income for give back box how do you become because if someone's listening and yeah. the retailers, they send you out a product, a TV, a shoe, a, a diary, and it's in a box. They can, the consumer can take that box and put their used goods in it to give it to the, those who are in need. But then how do you, as a social enterprise, generate your own income to sustain give back box? Yeah, so right now, the, every single retailer who join our program, they paying a fee for us to be a part of the program. I love that. Yeah, love big, that. big, big one. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. And so, okay, that's really interesting. So it's the retailer who pays the fee to be part of GiveBack, what, yeah. what a concept. So they pay the fee. And is that like a yearly fee? Is it a one-off fee? Yeah, it's a, uh, it depends on the retailer. Some of them paying monthly, some of them paying annually. It's really we negotiate with each retailer separately because we also work with the different sizes. So the fees are different, depends on what the size because we work from retailers from Amazon, which is very big to yeah. like really small ones who just want to help and start, right? So what, what is your services? What do you offer them so that you, what, what work do you offer to the retailers? 
Yeah, so most for them it's a really a take back program. We allowed their product to be repurposed. So for example, for like let's say Levi's, right? Mm -hmm. They have they manufacture jeans, so they want to make sure when people buy new jeans, they do something responsible with the old jeans, right? So this is the main thing for retailers to mm -hmm. join the program instead. And we also give them a metrics. Okay, this is how many boxes was returned. This is how your customers are. Uh, like that's how they performing and then also on the tab we do a programs like for example retail can reward the customer so let's say you are a shopper on on Levi's let's say and you get the get a box you donate something we can give you another discount to shop on Levi's so it rewards you for doing shopping so for them it's also a way how they can generate more sales right Ah, so the retailer provides a discount for further. Yeah, the retailer provides it, yes. Mm -hmm. And oh. it's all nicely connected in our system. So how, that's how something much time did it take to put that system together of tracking? You know, because that would have taken a long time, I assume. Yeah, well, it took <laughs> some time. <laughs> that's not easy. Like, to talk all of that stuff. know everything about IT work, but it's oh, fine. Yeah. So are you, do you do, are you doing this on your own? I want, I would like to say no, <laughs> but most I do a lot, but it's just, uh, I have a lot of people who are helping me like, you know, like IT, I don't do any IT. I have business partner who have IT companies, so they handle everything there. So unless I don't have to learn how to call, but yeah. sometimes I wish I can. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Faster, but, uh, I'm like, um, I'm very really crazy. Normal people will say I'm a workaholic, but I don't consider this work. It's like a life for me. So I do living yeah. a lot. <laughs> so what's, what's your vision for all of this? What's your... I want every single box to be a give back box in the whole world. Wow. So one day, every single box is going to have like a stamp on the bottom or whatever. Like this is a give back box and this box have ability to help others. So that's, that's where I'm going for every single one. So that's of work, you know. <laughs> That's, that's huge and I love that. So if someone here in Australia or someone in Japan or is listening to this and they want to be able to, once you launch internationally, mm -hmm. is there some way that you can direct them to, to become affiliated with GiveBackBox? Yeah, absolutely. So if anyone want to help, so send us an email because we collecting like already connections in every country because there is a couple of new countries which we're launching very, very soon. And Australia is one of those countries which we are already working on it. So if someone really want to help, just send us an email. It's my email, monica at givebackbox.com or simple email on info at givebackbox.com. And we're just getting those people ready together. So when we say, okay, we are ready in Australia, then everyone can just spread their word about this, right? Love that. I love that. So um, one other question that I had, which I, when I was researching GiveBackBox, one of the things that I love about your model is that it entitles uh, I think, I don't know if it's the consumer or the retailer to, a, to, have, to have, having tax deductions. Is tax that deductions. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a United States thing. I, I'm not sure how it's this work in Australia, but here in the United States, you can write off uh, whatever you donate in terms of goods to nonprofit. So here, of course, we the companies we're working with are non-profit. So whoever donates through give back box getting a tax deduction receipt. So they also have a benefit on end of the year to uh, claim this in their taxes, right? So yes, that's that's how it works in United States. I'm not sure how this works. In, no, in no, I think that's just because I'm just all these little moving parts that you've got and all these little moving parts that you yourself, Monica, <laughs> find out about it. Oh, I could use that. I'm oh, I can use that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it's like building the pieces of a puzzle. Yeah, it is actually, it is exactly like this. It's so many, so many different parts. Like people say, what's your customers? Uh, ask me about my customers. My customers is like three different parts because the charities are my customer and then retailers are my customer. And then you who donate the box is my yeah. customer too. Yeah. So it's like, so many different uh, angles to that business it's not really the one thing like i'm just focused on retailers or focused on this it's just so many different the customers really so let me ask you the big fat million dollar question do you feel as part from the fact that um it's a feel good and you're doing something for the world like something like give back box for someone who is wanting to start something but also needs to generate uh, income pretty fast would you recommend a social enterprise yes i absolutely do because i believe that the only real success success is when you actually helping people so mm. when you start helping people the money will come when i start give back bucks this is the funnest thing ever when i get this idea i have no idea that that can make money i just did not even think about money i just or know it this is the right thing to do so if you will tell me five years ago that the big retail is going to pay me money i will think you crazy because i never ever have this in my head even you know not just to do in other ways yeah. but anyway but i never like that's going to make money i did not know how it's gonna going to make money i have a different idea for it which did not work but all of a sudden, this is now the company's helping, 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 and helping people, and this all, always come up. So this is what I believe, like, to create value. And if you create value, there is always someone who's going to willing to give you something for it. This is just like a basic law of universe. So when you just follow that, it will just be successful, right? Yeah. That's what I believe, because that's just what worked for me. 100%. So for someone who wants to get into a social enterprise and start something like yourself, what's the cost of entry? How much would they, would they need to look in terms of time, in terms of uh, money to outlay, in terms of skill set? What do you think people, you know, you actually need to set yourself on the right foot? Yeah, so I think the first important thing is to find out which, something which you actually really like. Because if you're going to go to something which apparently make money but you don't like it, that's that don't even start it. Because it's this if I will not like what I do, I will give this up and go find a job hundred times already because it's not easy. And sometimes when I sometimes people actually will know what kind of problems I'm facing and what I have to do to make this go right. No one will believe that, right? Like go through the garbage or whatever. Stuff like that. So you need to really like what you do because otherwise you will not be successful. So the first thing you actually decide what you like to do and do you actually really like it. And then, you know, I will, I will tell, go full speed on it. But if you don't, you can start in the weekends. Like, you know, for me, like I don't do weekends. Like I always do something, right? I always work. Like right now we're working on something else which might be the future for for the secondhand uh, marketing ways, but I do this in weekends. Like this is my like, weekend project and I do this in the weekends, but this might come up something very, very big. So for me, I always doing something and I believe like if you really want to be successful, you cannot just um, uh, chill or take off or do it slowly. You need to do it fast because you know, life going fast and if you do not improve, you're going down. So in my opinion, just go full speed and start to do as fast as you can. And, but it's have 
to be something which you really like. That's like the most important because if you don't have a joy and likeness and it's not make you happy, you're not going to be successful in it, so no did matter you, what. Did you say, Monica, that you also work on the weekends? Is that what you said? Yeah, I, I work all the time. <laughs> even, even when I travel, like, you know, every time when I travel somewhere, I just try to find, like, some company so I can visit or whatever. So it's, like, always some something, right? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But so, I love it. It's, so for me, it doesn't feel like work because if I will not like this, I will, I will hate Mondays and looking forward to Friday. I don't like Fridays. Like, I hate weekends. No one answers my emails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I find most impressive about you, Monica, is that when you came to America, you had no safety net. It wasn't like you're going to get social security or any welfare if you didn't make it. I find that absolutely so courageous that you did this without a net. Nothing was going to hold you if you didn't work out, but you just you know, yeah. And I believe that, like, be honest with you, I already started feeling that I want to move somewhere to start again because I feel like too secure here. Like, I have a apartment, everything's set up, people know me. I start feel like, no, oh, I, I want to go like Singapore or Japan, somewhere where I know nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, that's just amazing. And do you think that attitude has come from the fact that you grew up on a farm, that you grew up doing hard work? Is that where you think that attitude of, I just need to do something new? Is that where it's come from? I, it can come from there, yes. <laughs> or, or, or is there anywhere else it would have come from? I don't know. <laughs> okay, because I find that very interesting. One last question. Do you have a mentor? Yes. Oh, yes. So my business partner, his name is Mayor Isra. Uh, he is an Israeli uh, businessman. He, yes, he's my business partner in Give Back, my dear friend and, and mentor. Like he's the person who I absolutely look up to. And he's the one who told me a lot of those things, not only, not maybe even in business, but in life, how to handle everything. So I always like uh, laugh uh, at him that I'm like such a product of his, uh, his uh, beingness because he's like this. He have like, Fully six companies all over the world and still have amazing family and great kids, amazing wife. Everything is just beautiful. And Perfect. that's the life which you want, you know. You don't want to work and be a slave for your business or for work. You want to work and you feel like, I don't feel like I work for, for, for since I come here, you know. I used to have a job begging for and I used to work for corporate and that was fine too. But now I don't feel like I have a job. It's just my life. Like, I just don't work. This is how I live. So yeah. I wish everyone can have that feeling because it's quite amazing. <laughs> so that, that, well, that's incredible. Do you have any advice on how to choose a mentor that you struck a very good one? How yeah. So you, you should just see, like for me, I, w I like to choose him just because I saw that like ideal scene. Like I want to be like him when I grow up. Right. So choose the person who you want to become. Like if you want to become, I don't know, the best basketball player, then you choose basketball player. Yeah. I want to become like that. So then I choose that. If you want to do, I don't know, airplane jumping, then you choose someone who jumped from airplanes. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever your heart desire. <laughs> I, love I love that so much. You know, it's been, it's just so fun to, to interview you because you're so open, you're so real, you're so raw. You just thank you for just being so open to sharing even even the the stuff that I had never read about because I read about you before interviewing you, you know. And so I never read about the 
trash can and I never <laughs> read about it. Those little things that make all the difference. And it just yeah. tenacity. So thank you so much for being here today. Not a problem. Thank you. It was wonderful to talk to you. And I will contact you when I'm going to be on my way to Australia. I've never been there yet. Yeah, I cannot wait. Love to have you here. Love to have you here. So yeah. guys, thank you so, so much for watching. Oh, sorry, pardon me, listening. You'll be watching <laughs> on YouTube. But if you're listening to the podcast, it's on Anchor and iTunes. And we'll catch you on the next episode.